You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Off and running on this Monday, September 14th. How is everybody feeling today? How is everybody doing today? Ooh, I'm sorry, sir. You cannot use that kind of language on the air. That bad, huh? Yeah. Woo. Yeah. In the words of Yosemite Sam, woo. Uh, lots to pour over today after the Jets season opener. I think poor is the right word because if you are not pouring something during that abomination, you, my friend, are better than most. But of course, where's my matters? This is the Gordon Damer Show. This is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Welcome in for this Monday edition. We have lots to run down today. Of course, week one of the season. Almost in the books. We have the Giants tonight. Giants and Steelers, big game there. I think uh, everyone after the weekend can now take a breath on the Yankees and come back to reality, even though I'm not really sure that they're playing well. They're playing better, but better is not necessarily great. But we'll get into that for a little bit today. Uh, The Islanders season is on the brink. You know what? Let me be honest right off the top. Chances of me mentioning anything about your Islanders today is uh, astronomical. They're, they're probably not going to get squeezed in. And after their uh, Game 4 performance, it's probably for the best. But look, clearly the Jets are our front and center story on this Monday. And really, where to begin? Whew. Remember last week when GM of the Jets, Joe Douglas, said he was angry over the low expectations people had for this season? Well, even with those low expectations, whatever those low expectations were, they were too high. Just a dumpster fire of a performance on Sunday. Garbage. Just garbage. From start to finish, from soup to nuts, from everything to anything. The Jets lose the Bills. Yesterday, game you heard right here on 98.7 FM ESPN New York, 27-17. to 17. And uh, the Jets stunk from the jump. They stunk on offense. They were bad on defense. They had no effort, no energy, no execution. They were outcoached, outplayed, had no discipline. Look, we only have an hour, but this is the best way I can put it. That was one of the worst performances the Jets have ever put together, at least in the first half. And to think of all that entails, that there would still be the possibility of new nominees for that kind of distinction after all we've been through is kind of hard to fathom. They were terrible in all three phases. I think they came up with a few new phases yesterday, and they sucked in those ones too. At least no fans actually drove to Buffalo to watch that. Unfortunately, the Jets really never showed up either. Wow, that was terrible. There's no other way to put it. Week one of the NFL season is supposed to be like Christmas and the 4th of July all wrapped up into one. The Jets went out there and took whatever enthusiasm you might possibly, even the worst teams, even the worst clubs, you have at least some enthusiasm for week one. The Jets went out there and snuffed that out pretty quickly. The only thing more depressing than that Jets game yesterday was finding out that The Masked Singer is the number one show in America. What are we doing as a nation? But let's start. we got to pick through the bones and certainly want to hear from you. 
1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Look, anger, you, you can't keep anger inside. If you keep anger inside, it'll eat away at you. And if it's not eaten away at you by now, Jet fans, woof, I don't know, you're a stronger man than most. But let's start with the offense. So if you want to get in on it, 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. I mean, we've got to run down all the different things here, and we'll hear from Adam Gase, and we'll hear, against my better judgment, I will let you hear from Adam Gase. In case you were not angry enough after watching that performance yesterday, I will let you hear from Adam Gase so that you can allow the uh, frustration to, uh, to, to get to, to a fever pitch. But let's start with the offense because that is supposed to be the thing that the head coach has a specialty in. And look, without a normal training camp, you could understand a little rustiness here or there, right? A little play that's off on the timing. The Jets yesterday, at the start of the game, looked like they hadn't played football in years. At one point, the Jets had mustered two completions and had four punts. The Bills had three touchdowns. The Jets had nine yards. It was that bad. And keep in mind, the Jets actually got lucky yesterday. Lucky? What are you, Gordon? They got destroyed. No. The Bills were keeping you in the game far more than the Jets were keeping the Jets in the game. Josh Allen fumbled twice while the Bills were driving. They missed two field goals, including one that, at least on replays, looked like it was good. And Allen had at least, one, I think, two wide receivers wide open. You or I could have hit him, and he missed them. It's a performance that was very much like last year's 1-7 start. And what's crazy about that 1-7 start, it also started, remember? Week one last year was against the Bills, and you were actually leading that game. Even the one drive in the first half that the Jets did muster, they drive it from the 12, no timeouts at the Bills 18, which I got I, I didn't go back and watch the game a second time because I'm not a sadist, but how did they exactly have no timeouts when they had not made a single play in the first half? But okay, no timeouts. From the Bills 18. Do they throw it in the end zone? Do they take a shot at the end zone? You got no timeouts. You're down 21 nothing. No, they throw a little pass in the middle of the field, have to spike the ball, and settle for a field goal. Of course, yesterday, though, was bigger than one just one call. I mean, it started with the coach. I think it, it, when you're coming with the rundown of people, the uh, list of, of culprits to blame, you can certainly start with the head coach and Adam Gase, the coach that nobody wanted on this team, nobody except for the people who actually own the team. And it's crazy thinking back uh, to when Adam Gase was hired by the Jets. Chris Johnson said uh, Gase is coaching to where the NFL is going. Well, apparently the NFL is going out of business. You could, I think you could make a serious argument that Peyton Manning did more damage to the Jets with one phone call than Tom Brady did in 20 years in the AFC East. And keep in mind, Adam Gase actually has maybe the easiest job in football. All Jet fans want, from the head coach, from the organization, from everything to do with the team, is for the quarterback to play well. The sole reason Adam Gase was hired 
was to improve the quarterback, get the quarterback established, help the quarterback. Well, the quarterback yesterday looked completely lost. Completely lost from the start of the game. And I guess the good news is for Jet fans, if you're looking for some silver lining, any silver lining, I guess you'd have to say for the coach that nobody really wanted here to begin with, the good news is that few more performances like that and even the Johnsons would have to realize that they have to make a change at head coach. I know you want it right now. I know you wanted it probably at halftime. You probably wanted it even before the season. You're not going to get it that quickly. But a couple more performances like that, wow, that was pathetic. So in his short time here, in Adam Gase's short time here, the Jets have now lost 10 games. Eight of those have come by double digits. Gase now in the NFL, by my count, which is always a little shaky, I'll admit my math is a little off because I wake up at the time that I do, but according to my math, Gase now has 30 wins in the NFL and he now has 28 losses by double digits. And let's be clear, yesterday, 27-17, anyone who watched that game, knows it was not even remotely that close. Not even remotely that close. And the only reason why it was that close was because the Bills were doing more to keep the Jets in the game than the Jets. So this is not the poll question, but this I don't know how you come up with an answer. And whatever answer you come up to this question, I don't know which one is worse. But the question is, Did Adam Gase not have his team ready for week one? Or were they ready for week one and they were that bad? I don't know what the right answer is. And it's not the poll question today because I don't know which one's worse. Is it worse that you didn't have your team prepared for the first week of the season? Or is it, I guess it's probably that they were prepared And they're that bad. I can't believe that any team is that bad. Even the Jets, who fans will try to point out, well, you know, they're not most talented. They don't have talent here. Nobody can be that bad. So I think it has to be that Adam Gase did not have his team ready for week one. And what an indictment that is. But, of course, with everything with the Jets, it all comes back to the quarterback. So let's get into that next because why not? We got nothing else to do, people. And our poll question for today, which is uh, going up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. Did I mention that I'm on Twitter, at Gordon Damer? I I failed to mention that in the open of the show, but I am. And the poll question, which is going up for the day, Jets embarrassed in their season opening loss to the Bills, 27-17. Which of the following would you use to evaluate Sam Darnold's performance? I gave you three, the very rare three-option poll question. A... He was dreadful. B, he was not great, but he was not awful. Or would it be C, not his fault, he doesn't have enough weapons? Those are the three options I gave you for the poll question for today. It's up on Twitter. Well, man, was it awesome? I Look, the Jets aside, it was awesome to have the NFL back yesterday. I think uh, I tweeted out a photo at some point. I think uh, by the end of the day, even by the end of the day, I think I took exactly about 1,000 steps yesterday. You know, you have your watch on, and, and usually they, they give you like credit for doing like 10,000 steps. That's what you're supposed to do a day. I feel like doing under 1,000 in an entire day, even with trips to the fridge and the bathroom, 
That's pretty impressive. That is an economy of movement right there, my friends. And uh, I, uh, I took advantage yesterday. Oh, it was fantastic. You just put the, the, the big TV on. You get the channels on. You get the Sunday ticket, which, look, I'm not being paid for. I think it's the best buy in sports. It's fantastic. And uh, the Jets notwithstanding, a fantastic day of football yesterday. We'll kind of go around the league a little bit later on. But uh, the poll question, which is up for today on Twitter, at Gordon Dammer, has to do with the Jets. And yesterday, the Jets were trending quite a bit. The Jets were trending. The name Gase was trending. Darnold was trending. And it was not for good reason. So the Jets, they lose. They get embarrassed by the Bills 27-17. to And the poll question today is, which of the following would you use to evaluate Sam Darnold's game yesterday? And I gave you three. The very rare three-option poll question. A, he was dreadful. B, not great, not awful. Or C, not his fault. Well, look, folks, fans, people, listeners, this poll question has only one answer. You know, I was on on Saturday in the afternoon. And I was kind of joking that I think Jet fans, if not all, if they have not already done so, they're starting to fall into a cult when it comes to Sam Darnold. And this happens from time to time with certain fan bases, certain players, where whenever there's success, the player is directly involved. At any time there's any failure whatsoever, it's not that guy's fault. There is no question that this is a huge year for Sam Darnold. Nobody can make an argument that it's not. If I had told you, go way back to when the Jets drafted Sam Darnold, that at this point, fast forward in time, this is how the Jets are going to look. There's no way anyone that was all pumped up for Sam Darnold getting drafted by the Jets, including myself, I thought it was the right pick at the time, no one would have said that the performance so far was anything but underwhelming. So the third year for quarterbacks, as, as everybody mentioned, this is one they got to establish themselves, right? Otherwise, history shows that if you don't establish yourself generally by year three, you don't. And that Sam has shown flashes and that every young quarterback has done. These are all the points that brought up on Saturday. It was a fantastic show. But I digress. Yesterday... If you are answering this poll question, at least so far, it's, you know, it's early on, it's, uh, it's nip and tuck for the three answers. If you are answering this poll question with anything other than he was awful, you need to look yourself in a mirror and maybe, uh, I don't know, do people ever schedule interventions for themselves? You need to schedule an intervention for yourself. There is no sugarcoating. He was awful yesterday. And look, if you're, you know, you can, there's, there's things that you can blame, right? If you're blaming the coach and you're blaming the weapons and you're blaming this thing and you're blaming that thing, you are part of the problem. You are part of that cult. You know, the positives for the Jets yesterday, if you had to list them, Marcus May. That will conclude the positive portion of the Jets coverage for today. Yeah, I guess the offensive line held together fairly well, and that was a focus this offseason. Um, Rich Samini tweeted out some, some interesting uh, stats uh, from next-gen stats that Darnold had three seconds in six of his first eight throws, that he was three for 11 on throws of 10 yards or more. Five of those were off target. 
I mean, look, you can go to the stats, you can break down play. It's amazing about the amount of people on Twitter that uh, know about quarterback mechanics and uh, the process, all these different things. You can just have eyes and know that he looked out of sync all game. And look, I understand that he's not he's not working with the the greatest skill positions of all time, but nobody's asking for the greatest show on turf. And the amount of excuse making, it's it, it's it's crazy that he is blameless in all these situations. I'll pick one person because he's a you know he's a big person at ESPN, and I think it kind of encapsulates what a lot of people. Uh, the excuses that they're making, but Dan Orlovsky yesterday tweeted out, if you thought Sam Darnold was going to play well today with one of the worst offensive support groups in the league, bad coaching, uh, playing one of the best defense in the NFL, that's on you. So does that mean that Sam's exempt? Is that it? Is he blameless? He was missing wide open wide receivers. How is that on the coach? Now, I'm not saying the coach is good. He's not. But that interception throwing across his body, that's not his fault. He played badly. End of sentence. His play so far through two full years and one game has been underwhelming. End of sentence. The play of the quarterback. Why is the quarterback so important? Because his play is supposed to elevate the players around him. That's why Jet fans have been so invested in the quarterback. The one thing, the the only thing that they care about. The quarterback, the quarterback, the quarterback. And the quarterback was dreadful yesterday. The entire team was dreadful, but the quarterback is the most important position. So it's not to say that, uh, you know, the weapons are all of a sudden great, but we got to stop with the excuse making. He was bad. End of sentence. So if you're voting on the poll question today, which is up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, with anything other than Sam Darnold was dreadful, I think that you are part of the problem. You are part of the problem. All right. Let's hear from uh, the uh, particulars in the game. I want to hear from you, too. 1-800-919-ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. You know, if you go, oh, the play calling. He's missing wide open wide receivers. What play call would you suggest when the guy is missing people wide open? And, yes, the Bills are a far better team than the Jets and all these different things. The quarterback played bad. I was on board. I'd said he's the right. And I'm not saying that he was the wrong pick now. I'm not throwing him away. I'm not uh, cutting him or anything like that. But you have to be honest. You have to be fair. And it seems like that Jet fans who have been so wrapped up in the success of the quarterback that they're now deluding themselves into the performance of the quarterback. There's no other way to say it. All right, so let's hear from Adam Gase, who was uh, dreadful yesterday, did not have his team. I, I think the only thing you can say is he did not have his team prepared to play an NFL game, which, look, that's the biggest indictment you could have on an NFL head coach, right? I mean, you're not prepared for the first. And it's not, you know, it'd be one thing if it was, hey, you know, we played on Monday night. We got a short week. We're playing on Thursday. Very tough turnaround. You've had all year to prepare for week one. Weren't ready. Uh, so let's hear from Adam Gase, who after the uh, after the game, I guess he was asked something along the lines of this performance looked very much like the performances of last year. So here is Adam Gase after the Jets lost to the Bills. To me, it, it felt completely different because I, I because this year it was we had had a guy open, we missed him. We had a guy open, we drop it. Like we had a couple couple miscues in the run game. I felt like 
this call in this game compared to last year was night and day. You know, just just with the communication with the players, you know, those guys understanding kind of what why things weren't going right and them trying to fix it. You know, I, I felt like it, it's just completely different to me. So you saying this was better? Is, it, is that what he's saying? That yesterday was better? Oh, I, wow. That is, uh, that is shocking. Let me hear that again, Brian. Let me, play that again for me. To me, it, it felt completely different. Because this year, it was we had, had a guy open, we missed him. We had a guy open, we drop it. Like We had a couple, couple miscues in the run game. I felt like this call in this game compared to last year was night and day. You know, just, just with the communication with the players, you know, those guys understanding kind of what why things weren't going right and them trying to fix it. You know, I, I felt like it, it's just completely different to me. I mean, if that does not uh, shock you, that him saying that, I mean, you, you got destroyed yesterday. You were completely out of the game. Completely out of the game. The quarterback looked terrible. The running game looked terrible. You had, pat, you had receivers dropping passes. I, I don't know the, uh, any other way to put it. You were the only reason why the game was as close as it was because the Bills did more to keep you in that game than you did to keep you in that game. You had 250 total yards for the game. Josh Allen, he could have been sitting in a hammock back in when he would snap the ball. He had so much time. There was no pass. I mean, the defense will kind of get a pass because the offense was just so bad. But oh my! I, I don't, outside of Jamison Crowder catching a, a little pass and running for for sixty yards, the Jets' offense did nothing the whole day. They had one pass, the one pass to uh, to Le'Veon Bell, the nice little that. There you go. That that will sum up the uh, positive portion of the Jets' offense. All right. So uh, Adam Gase is uh, in complete denial. Here is uh, the quarterback Sam Donald after the game. Well, first off, uh, we didn't execute the way that we wanted to, especially in the first half. I put that on my shoulders. I missed way too many throws today. We had opportunities, and I just missed guys. And, you know, we got to look at the tape and, and see what happened, but I, I just flat out missed guys, and, and that's on me. And so I got to be better, and we got to execute better. It's as simple as that. Now we do have to go to the meetings tomorrow and, you know, understand kind of, you know, how we need to fix those things and, and make sure that, you know, because they're fixable, Um, You know, it's the first game of the season. We just got to go in with our heads up and and be ready to learn from our mistakes and leave it at that. All right, so at least uh, the quarterback is at least taking uh, responsibility for it and is at least seeing things through, I think, uh, is still based in reality. Uh, The head coach, I'm not so sure of, but uh, the the quarterback, I think, is. Yeah, he has to be better. That's not really much of a stretch to say that because he was not good yesterday and no aspect of the team was good yesterday. So uh, if you're answering the poll question with anything other than he was dreadful, I think that you are at least, uh, you know, not part of the problem, but uh, you, you certainly are living in a fantasy world. And I would just simply ask you, what color is the sky where you live? I'm assuming it's green. Albert Sky went down the left field line, hit well. He's watching this one go. That is gone. Big fly, number 660 for Albert Pujols. He is just now tied Willie Mays on the all-time home run list. Congrats to Albert. The Say Hey Kid has been tied by the machine. Albert Pujols, 660 
career home runs. All right, so that's the call uh, courtesy of Sports West. Albert Pujols is a 660th home run. I got to be honest with you, I didn't even realize that he was that close to Willie Mays. And there was a time in my lifetime, not that long ago, that somebody tying Willie Mays would have been like, oh my God, he tied Willie Mays? And I I don't know, did you even know that he tied Willie Mays? I know it's the first week of the NFL, so it kind of gets lost in that as well. But uh, congrats to Albert Pujols. And uh, that your moment of inspiration for this uh, Monday morning, and God knows we could use one after the Jets' performance yesterday, after the Mets' performance yesterday, after the Islanders' performance yesterday. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. So just to kind of quickly, you know, this show is unlike other shows on the stage. You know, this show is me basically. I, you know, Brian he does his thing, I do my thing, but we don't have like a, a staff of people giving us information. I just watch what I watch in the course of an NFL week one. And among the games that I watched yesterday and thoughts that I had from around week one before we get to the calls, A, Patriots uh, beat the Dolphins yesterday 21-11. to You know, I don't know if it's sustainable long-term, but the way that the Patriots ran their offense, I mean, they had 217 yards rushing and Cam Newton had 75 of it, and that's really the aspect of it. Nobody ever thought that Cam – I shouldn't say nobody. Most people didn't think that Cam Newton was bad. It was that he's, I think, kind of an older, what is he, 31? He's an older 31 with all the hits that he's taken to his body. And look, it's great that week one that he was able to do that against the Dolphins' defense that couldn't stop uh, a fly. But I just don't know if that's sustainable long term. And it's funny to me the amount of optimism people had. A lot of people were taking the Dolphins yesterday. And week one I usually kind of sit back to begin with because I like to see how things kind of play out. But it's crazy to me people thought Miami – was going to have some hot start this year based on how they played at the end of last year. 58% of their roster is a different roster than it was last year. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, the, Jack, the big shocker of the day yesterday, and thank God I was not in a survivor pool because I would have either taken the Colts or the Eagles, and both of them lost. Uh, the Jags, I did not watch much of that game. Colts did not punt once in that game, and they still lost. Isn't that crazy? Jags won at 27-20. to uh, so uh, that one I was watching a little bit. Did not watch much of the Browns and Ravens game, but whenever I did, Baker Mayfield was looking lost. And I would simply suggest, if nothing else, I don't know how to fix the Browns. I don't know what they got to do moving forward. It is only week one, so maybe things will improve. But could at least, at the very least, could Baker Mayfield give some of his commercials to Lamar Jackson? Is that too much to ask? Because it feels like Baker is way too prominently featured in too many commercials. And based on performance anyway, Lamar Jackson is way, way better. Way, way better. So, um, also, Odell had two catches yesterday for 20, uh, was it 21 yards, I think it was? You know, it's not even two years ago since he had that interview with Little Wayne. Boy, that feels like a different world ago. Uh, Eagles yesterday, I did watch some of that. That was the Fox game yesterday. And I had to watch something after uh, watching the Jets for so long. Uh, the Eagles just lost to a football team named Football Team. And look, I don't, I, I, as bad as week one can be for the Jets, at least they didn't lose to a team nicknamed Football Team. That's pretty, that is pretty bad. And uh, the great Chris Canty was the first one to kind of point it out. I was not really watching that game early. I was focused on the Jets. But boy, Washington's front four looks uh, pretty legit. And again, it is week one. I think the Eagles will probably win the NFC East this year, but they got a lot of things to clean up, including Carson Wentz. It looks like he's about to get killed. But even when he wasn't about to get killed yesterday, some uh, some bad throws by him, some bad drops. They had that Ertz drop uh, with about four minutes to go, down seven on a fourth down play. 
So a rough start for the Eagles to start their year. The Lions blow a seven. They were leading by 17 entering the fourth. Lose to the Bears 27-23. to Now in 33 games, Matt Patricia has coached them. They've blown 11 fourth quarter leads, including eight in the last 17 games. When leading by 17 points entering the fourth, up until yesterday, teams not named the Lions were 779-3. and And the Lions lost that game yesterday. Oof, that was ugly. The Bengals lost that game yesterday. I don't know if anybody else saw that one. They get a touchdown. A.J. Green with about 10 seconds to go. It gets waved off because of offensive pass interference. A shaky call there. So there's seven seconds left. They decide to go for the game-tying field goal. Rather than I mean, You got seven seconds. Throw another pass in the end zone. You got, you got time. But they go for the field goal. Guy not only misses the field goal, gets hurt on the play. So they lose that game. Uh, that was a brutal loss. The Niners, they lose, so they're going to be nice and happy uh, getting ready to face off against the Jets next week. Arizona, which is my uh, sleeper pick in the NFC, uh, they were able to get that win. Niners, uh, I I don't think the Niners, it just seems like the Niners had so many things go right last year, and even though they're talented, my predictions before the season were they would not make the playoffs based on the, you know, everything going right last year. Usually teams have a little bit of a hangover. In uh, you know, following the Super Bowl loss, Kyler Murray yesterday, 100 yards. I don't think he finished with 100 yards rushing. I think he had a couple of kneel down plays near the end, but he was electric. Uh, and then, of course, the Saints and Bucks game. Neither guy, uh, neither quarterback, played all that well. So we'll see how things are moving forward. Fantastic selection by me and my fantasy team by taking Alvin Kamara. Told you, I, I nail these things all the time. Uh, and you know what else does not get nearly enough attention? is a clean pick six when the quarterback goes to throw like an out pass and the, the your team picks it off and just runs it in like clean, not, uh, you know, dodging tacklers or anything like that. Very underrated experience. You know, block kick, everybody loves a block kick, everybody loves a block punt, everybody loves a Hail Mary, but the uh, very clean pick six is a very underrated experience. Love that. And the Saints had one yesterday. So good for them. And then I did not watch uh, I have to go back and watch it on Game Pass today. Rams beat the Cowboys 20-17. to I watched the, uh, the, the condensed version of the game this morning. But um, everybody crushing Mike McCarthy for going for it on fourth and three. And the criticism is, oh, that's so Mike McCarthy. No, that's not Mike McCarthy. The, the criticism of Mike McCarthy in the past is he's too conservative. So the conservative approach would have been to kick the field goal there. They scored, what, How many points did they score in the second half? I think they only scored three points in the second half, right? They were leading 14-13 at halftime. That's the bigger problem. And the other thing that jumped out to me in that game, don't you love how people are like, well, this new Rams stadium, it costs $5 billion. And we're all just like, oh, that's how much stadiums cost. What? $5 billion? You couldn't build it for cheaper than $5 billion? Oh, my God. Sickening. All right, let's get some calls in. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Anthony is in Staten Island. You're first up on ESPN New York, Anthony. Hey, what's up, Gordon? I mean, hey, you got to take this first week with a grain of salt. No preseason okay. games to get any game speed work. Okay. While I think Sam was horrible, Tom Brady mm-hmm. was horrible also. So you go from the greatest to a guy that you still don't know what it is. Working with new receivers, as much as you work with them in practice, the drops are inexcusable. The receivers are paid to catch the ball. If they hit your hands, catch the ball. The overthrows, the misthrows, you know, he's he had Robbie Anderson to fall to last year. Guy would catch a lot. Guy he had a relationship with him. He had time and he had everything down. You know, he's missing open throws. I think that's gonna clean up in a couple of games, hopefully. But 
no preseason action. I think Anthony, nobody had preseason play. action. Nobody had preseason know, that's action. That's why I'm saying the first couple of weeks to say, oh, yeah, this guy, you know, to sit there and say, this guy's garbage or this and that. And I'm not saying you are. No, I'm, I'm not saying anybody's garbage, but you, I, no, I, did any team yesterday put up a more pathetic performance from top to bottom than the Jets? I would say the Bucks, with all the hype that they had, that they got destroyed. They were in that game, though. I mean, they were in that game. And, Anthony, thanks for the call. I mean, they were in that game. And, and look, I think that I'm not a big believer on the Bucks. You know, I've said in the past, you know, the Brady thing, um, you know, making the change this year uh, and a new thing. The flashy team, the team that makes all the big splashy moves that generally doesn't pay off right in that first year. So I'm not a big believer in the Bucks. But to say, well, you know, they didn't have a preseason – Nobody had a preseason. And one of the things that was one of the takeaways, I think, for most people yesterday was that the football kind of looked like football, even without the preseason, except the Jets. The Jets were the only team where it looked like, oh, my God, not only did they not have a preseason, they've never played football before. And, again, I'm not saying you're going to throw away uh, players off one week. Yes, it is only one week. But the problem for the Jets is the first week looked a lot like every other week last year, pretty much. And this is supposed to be big year three. Big year three, boy, that started with a flop. Let's ho- I mean, you'd have to think that they won't have a performance worse than that. Although, you never know. It is only one week. Let's go to Bernie in Jersey City. Bernie. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, what's up? Uh, um, listen, Donald had a terrible game, granted, mm-hmm. but you know what? The guy was running for his life basically on every play. This offensive line that was supposed to be revamped in the beginning of the season – Looked terrible. They couldn't block for the run, couldn't block for the pass. They were terrible. One thing, Bernie, I completely disagree. At least early on, um, look, the 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 Bills have a very good defense, so they did get pressure on him over. But even when even at the start of the game, the first couple of series, he did have time, and he just missed guys. I disagree. I think he was running for his life. No, I mean, I I gave you the stat earlier. Uh, What was the stat like in the first like two or three series? He had like an on average three seconds to throw. That's that's that at least early on. That's the that's the the line holding up. Well, I I disagree. Anyway, and also the defense, right? The defense, the so-called great defense and great oh, no, they were terrible yesterday. Held accountable too. Yep. No, absolutely. I mean, we we need a defense event. We need an edge rusher, and they don't even go out and get one. Well, look, the Bernie. They're, 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 if you want to list, if you want to list all the things the Jets did wrong yesterday, and thank you for the call, uh, there's lots. I mean, basically everything except Marcus May is on that list. But the offensive line, again, it did not play that poorly early on. Uh, look, every every offensive, you know, you're not going to go an entire game without getting the quarterback hit or get the quarterback sacked. But early on, the the, the line kind of held up. The line was not nearly as bad as um, it was in the past, and again, it's only one game. But the, the perform- I mean, it's amazing how you guys are just going out of your way to give him, well, yeah, he played par- terrible, but, well, he played terrible with the, the weapons. It, he was terrible. He was dreadful. Just call, us, call it as it is. He was bad. one 800 Accepting a problem is the first step to fixing a problem. And then, and yesterday, the quarterback was a problem. And he is, he was last year in games too. Now, did he have games where he played well? Yes. 
everybody will admit in the games where he played well. But in the games that he plays poorly, it all of a sudden becomes about the play calling, it's about the coach, it's about the line, it's about the receivers, it's about the running backs, it's about the defense. No, he was part. He told you he was part of the problem. And I have a correction to make. I incorrectly said that Odell Beckham had two catches for 21 yards yesterday. I apologize. He had three for 22. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. We have been, uh, in case you're just joining us on this Monday morning, what do you think we've been talking about today? Yes, it is the New York Jets. And just to kind of recap uh, some of the thoughts of the show, the first point, after watching that Jets debacle yesterday, the first thing that came to my mind was when Joe Douglas said that he was angry over the low expectations that people had for this season. Even those low expectations, the performance the Jets put together yesterday proved that those low expectations were still too high. Just uh, really a dumpster fire from start to finish. And to think that for a week one performance, that has to be one of the worst performances the Jets have ever put together with the you know, week one is when the seasons open up, the enthusiasm, all the possibilities. And to think that after all we've seen from the Jets, that there would still be nominees for worst Jets performance, it's kind of hard to fathom. And they were terrible in all three phases yesterday. I said the only thing more depressing than the Jets' performance was finding out the mass Singer was the number one show in America. I mean, the offense was brutal. At one point, the Jets had mustered two completions and had four punts. The Bills had three touchdowns. The Jets had nine yards. I mean, it's just as bad as you possibly can put together. Uh, And for the coach, who has always been a lightning rod from the moment he got here, from a moment even before he got here, when it was announced that he was going to be the coach, he has been a lightning rod. And, And Chris Johnson, who, of course, famously said that Gase was coaching to where the NFL was going, apparently the NFL is going out of business. I mean, Adam Gase now has lost 10 games with the Jets. Eight of them have by double, been by double digits. And yesterday was only 10. It should have been a whole lot more because the Bills did more to keep the Jets in the game yesterday than the Jets did to keep them in the, in the game yesterday. But our poll question, which is up for today on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, is all about the quarterback. And Sam Darnold's performance yesterday, how would you uh, evaluate that performance? And I gave you three options. He was dreadful, not great, not awful, or it's not his fault, there's no weapons. At some point, we have to, uh, I I pointed this out on Saturday, I think Jet fans are slowly starting to fall into a Sam Darnold cult because you can't have it that when he performs well, he's the reason he performed well. And then when he does not perform or performs like he did yesterday, that it's everybody else's fault. He was dreadful yesterday. If you didn't hear the show earlier, he even admitted he was dreadful yesterday. So if you're answering it with anything other than he was dreadful, you're just not being, uh, you're not based in reality. What's, what color is the sky where you live? All right, let's squeeze in as many calls as we can here before we get out of here at the top of the hour. Let's go to uh, Jeff is in Westchester. Jeff, go, man. Jeff. In hey, man, all you do, there, G-Man, there you, hey. you caught me off guard there. You, That's all right. Don't worry about it. You're you, good. All you do is talk and talk. Listen, when I say talk, I don't mean when I say tank, I don't mean management tells the, t- the team to lose purposely. They just put bad players out there. Maybe they're Jets are tanking for Trevor. Let's hope they do it. Suck it up for one more season, guys. And also, the, listen, all the Patriots have to do is they play the Jets and the uh, Dolphins four times between the two and split the other uh, uh, twelve games and they'll be in the playoffs. And they'll be. And the thing is too. 
uh, that stadium out in the Ram Stadium, $5 billion, whatever it is, I mean, those bathrooms all over the stadium, they better be granite and solid gold. There's no way those are prison toilets in those all places. Right. All right, but, Jeff. Well, thank you for the call, Jeff. That's uh, Look, we're getting a little off track there, and I think Jeff was going to go someplace that I didn't want to go. So, uh, no, I, I, to, to say that the Jets would be even, like, somehow tanking the season, that would require a plan. I'm not, I'm, I'm not giving them that credit. No, they're not tanking the season. Um, they have to, you know, do a lot of things better. It's just funny to me that, you know, the calls that we've taken, well, you know, it's going to take some time. Nobody else was as flat. I mean, it really comes down to one of two things, and neither answer is great. Either Adam Gase didn't have his team ready for week one, or they're so bad, that's how they're going to play. I can't believe that any team is that bad. I don't think that the Bills are that good. So it really comes back to that Adam Gase didn't have his team ready to play in week one, and that includes the quarterback. Let's go to A.J. in the Bronx. A.J., go. Hey, what's going on, man? Um, First of all, first of all, anybody who says, and that goes for regular people and sports, quote-unquote, experts, anybody who says tank for whoever never played football, never played football. There's no such thing as tanking. When you go out there, you're playing football. That's why there's big upsets. You don't tank. You play football. And then two, Jets fans are the, the delusional. If you say Jets fans, they will make every excuse in the book for Sam Darnold. So I think you're wasting your breath by trying to ask for some kind of logic from Jets fans. It's well, like, look, AJ, I'm like I'm a big blind. believer in bringing people together. That's what I'm all about. No, so I'm trying I'm trying to reach out my hand across the aisle and you are uh, wasting your time, sir. They are delusional. It's yeah, the most right. delusional fan base I've ever seen in my life. Delusional. Well, look, I, I to good. me to me the Nick fan and AJ, thanks for the call. I think the Nick fan is far more delusional because they're always convinced that things are going in the right direction, even though it, it's clear that they're not. I think the Jet fan there, there is a lot more of uh, woe is me. In that, but in terms of the quarterback, I would agree with you. There's no, there's no person in this town who gets more credit for things that he has not done right now than Sam Darnold. I mean, it's still early. I mean, it's it's one game in year three, and it's a big year three. But there, there's nobody. I don't think anybody else is is, is even close right now. Let's go to Zach and Queen. Zach, go, man. Yeah, I, w- I just wanted to talk about Tom Brady real quick. Like, uh, right. for me, um, he's not the greatest of all time. And, and if he is, there's an asterisk there. It's not just because of one game, but, like, because of the cheating and because of how good the organization was. I think he's going to have to win a Super Bowl. He has to. I'll give him two years. He has to win a Super Bowl ah. to be considered the greatest of all time. Zach, he has won all the Super Bowls that he's won. Uh, you can say asterisk or whatnot. He's, uh, and you can pick whoever you want, but he's certainly in the conversation for best of all time. Uh, Steve is in Chappaqua. Steve, go, my man. Gord, you are the best. I wake up and I, I can't wait to hear your take on things. What I want to do is very quickly, tell us something about your background, how you're interested in sports, et cetera. You're so funny. I know Susan Waldman had a background in show business. I have, a, I have a show. I have a background in nothing, Steve. Uh, this is what I've been doing for 25 years. You're a riot. You're Thank you, Steve. You're absolutely a riot. You, you, the show is the best. I love Thank it. Thank you, Steve. From your lips to God's ear, my friend. Thank you very much for the call. 1 800 919 ESPN, 1 800 919 3776. Not too many people want to really focus on the Jets. I, I love the focus on me. I am great. But uh, let's focus on the Jets more. John is in Valley Street. I'm great every day. Uh, John, and the, I guess the Jets stink every day. John, go ahead, my friend. Hey, Gordon. Good morning. I just got a quick uh, – I just want to give you a take on something. Albert Pujols, I mean, 660 home runs is a, is a 
to reach in, in baseball. I'm just kind of curious why his name is always under the radar when people discuss some of the greatest in the last 20, 25 years. Do you think it's because he came in at the tail end of the steroid era? I mean, the guy is just a, a beast year in and year out, never never hear a word from him. And I was just kind of curious to get your take on why you think he uh, – is that really in the conversation? Well, because, you know, he, he was in that conversation when he was with the Cardinals, but unfortunately when he moved to the Angels, they've not really been in playoff contention since. Uh, you know, I mean, I think they made it maybe uh, – did they make it one year with Paul? I'm not, I am not. can't think at this moment, but uh, thanks for the call, John. Um, I think that's kind of it. You know, you're kind of off the national stage, and his performance since he got to the Angels wasn't, hasn't been as good either. Uh, speaking of bad performances, the Jets, we will uh, discuss them more tomorrow, but tonight the Giants, a chance to be in first place – by the end of the night, and as I said before, Joe Judge could go out and uh, not have pants on, and I think he'd still be the more favored uh, football coach in New York, so we'll see tonight. We'll be back tomorrow starting at 5 a.m. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.